right. Hey, everybody. In the electronic world of the World Wide Web. Hello. Hello. What's up? This is Christopher Casby. Here with my co-host, Daniel Sale, Christopher Burroughs. And special guest host, Kyle Rose. Hey, everybody. Four-time Pro Tour Top Full-time. Four time, I think U.S. Full-time. national champion, like full time pro. It's like what? So Kyle Rose. four time. Well, we have to tell them that they're listening to Scrubland. Okay, <laughs> give, me, give me a second to finish my fucking intro. All right, <laughs> episode number forty three. Every week, let me finish it. <laughs> Send Casby hate mail. Scrubland podcast at gmail dot com. I will make a racial slur this this cast episode. <laughs> episode number forty three. Kyle, what race are you? I won't make fun of it. I'm just a white guy. Just think, a white guy. I think he's right. a frost giant. No cracker. So. <laughs> he is a frost giant. Yes. Uh, Kyle, so you've already, you, you you spouted out some of your credentials. Who are you? I'm, re- I'm really what curious. What do you mean? Who am I? Who are tell you? Us, tell us about your magical tell, experience. Tell us who you are. My magic experience. I don't know. I played the Pro Tour like uh, in 97 through maybe 2000 or so. Top eighted four times, won one of them, won U.S. Nationals. What year did you a win? A couple top seeds that. Uh, 99. 99. Nice. What were you playing? White Weenie with Waylay. Yeah, boy. Built the night before. I don't even know what was <laughs> that. Is. What was standard like in 99? Waylay was... It uh, had a white ball lightning. No, you could play at the end of turn. That's what happened. That's what it was yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, and for like one ball. weekend, you could... You tap can, three at the end step, and uh, you kept your tokens around. You, you, wow. you racked those guild mage. And of course, three I had the, the crusades or whatever yeah. in there. So nice. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Emergency errata. So why are you here? <laughs> what, 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 what are we talking about today? I'm just Mr. here Rose? to talk about magic. All right, that's what I like to hear. So uh, we we were talking earlier before we started recording. Well, I guess after well, after we started recording, but probably not going to be on the cast. Um, oh, what's going in now? We were like, what, what, what are we going to talk about? And Kyle's like, I'm not going to talk about anything but standard. I don't know anything about that's modern. All I, know. And I was yeah. like, high five, sir. Yes. I don't understand these made-up formats. These imaginary formats. I told everyone I was going to try it. And I actually wrote Gavin an email, and he wrote back a very nice email in response. It's really So long. I'm willing to try. He's I'm a friend of ours try. on Facebook now. He's the only person that writes emails longer than you do. I was surprised. Like you guys, I don't know. I don't know. You guys have some very special relationship <laughs> where you just write each other like your own private article series back and forth to each I other. Like, uh, one paragraph. No, no, no. you're gonna get no. it back, and it's gonna be probably <laughs> three times his, and his was about a thousand words. So. All right, so I, I mean, have to respond I'm, with three thousand. All right, there you go. I, I mean, like, I'm, not, works I'm not knocking it. I like, I have a subscription to this to this website. I know it's so, pretty sweet. We yeah. should probably post these later. You have to subscribe to the website. Yeah, the one that doesn't exist. I, I no, sub- it does exist, but people haven't figured out the web address yet. It's still only got Overextended. one hit. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, you can go to MTG Overextended. Yes, dot, dot com. I believe something like that. Yes, it is MTG Overextended dot com, and and there's a bunch of articles about Overextended and. Uh, actually, it's a really well-made website for something that's an imaginary format. Yeah, WordPress is a hell of a thing. Uh, well, it's it's. I think it's better. Than, have you seen Have you seen the website? It's actually really nice. Have you seen how to make websites with WordPress? I I want to say it's better than your generic website, like that. Okay, but okay, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. I'm gonna beat him in. No, the this league. is a web design podcast now. That's right. Yes, yes. Do you see those graphics? Yes. Sick. Oh, you know what? I made I made a. Uh, I got some flash on there. You guys brought me in on some Java. Night. <laughs> <laughs> I was up all night coding, and oh god, let me tell you, I learned a lot about the format. <laughs> Coating my balls with Vaseline. 
Uh, oh my god, we saw. Awkward. Okay, so I went to Indianapolis this weekend. And <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Vaseline, yes, speaking of Vaseline, okay, let's hear uh, all about it. Uh, there was a there was a billboard that just said, "Do you know Linux?" And I was in the car with like two programmers. I was like, "Guys, do you know Linux?" And they were like, yeah, they were like, I mean, sort of. I was like, "You got? Would you like a a comical blue alligator to be your boss? Because apparently he's hiring." Like, <laughs> or what about that penguin? I bet um, he's your I'm best not gonna friend. Lie. I would love it if a comical blue alligator was my boss. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how great would be like, ah, oh, that son of a bitch. Yeah, like just come home and bitch about your fucking blue alligator boss. I mean, like, you can't really be mad at life when you have a blue alligator boss. Sure, you can. I definitely can. I mean, is he being a dick? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're I mean, in a cartoon world, it's great. I mean, Linux is pretty much a cartoon program. I so, shut up. I don't All know right. So, what happened things. this weekend in Magic? People, tell what me about in Magic? it. Okay, tell me something, about it. something happened across the water. There was a there was something in Japan. No, it was Singapore, dude. So Singapore, sorry. Not Japan. Not, Not Japan, Japan at all. The, the, the other the other yin yang country. Yeah, I don't know. It's all Asian to me. <laughs> so how did everyone do? What what did what I didn't, I haven't even looked at any coverage from the Singapore. Uh, like what did, what did it look like? I didn't like? know what happened until today. Okay, Paulo and Owen Totenwald both top eighted with the same cobblade list. Right. Oh, it had spell piercing. It had spell piercing in it. We have a copy of it here. It's got like it's got spell piercing in what it. What happened? I um, thought you were all about not playing. They played, took it down, didn't he? They played a consecrated sphinx. Yeah, Paulo won. Um there's a second place guy who had a Boros deck, I guess. Right. Is it Yeah. Is I like the look of that deck. There was a Boros deck? Uh, yeah, yeah it like really surprise. Cool. Like it's got three dismembers in the main deck, so I don't know. Man, it's just a removal. Apparently that card's pretty good. Yeah, I guess. Doesn't matter how much life you're taking when you're killing the crap. Does he out have of divine people. offerings? Side They're in the board. Sideboard, yeah. See, like who is this guy? Let me see. This, this. was this was the discussion sure. that I had. No, Chikara Iwara. Chikara Nakajima. Sh- uh, yeah, okay. Nakajima. Basically, like I, the I, I said this over and over on the weekend was basically you know that your format is approaching getting warped when the main deck naturalizes, the main deck divine offerings, they all start creeping into the format. Well, they, I, I would understand naturalize over divine offering because people are I still mean, playing decks combo. I mean, in decks that can play naturalize, right. sure, but like... Uh, these things are getting played in the main deck, and that's right. But it's that start- used to be common back in the day. Yeah. I mean, we all played our disenchants in the main deck. Uh, but like, was it... Was it just because people didn't know how to build decks? In everyone had a few. Everyone had a few like, artifacts back then, or they had something. They always had With something. the Callblade list that we're talking about, there was only one Divine Offering main. I'm pretty sure it's just something that you can dig the hell out of for. Yeah, I don't have a problem with one. I think any more than that is yeah. asking for trouble. Like one, I mean, you can. I can see one because I mean, a lot of decks play some kind of artifact. I mean, even the combo deck plays Spellskite. So yeah, I like my Divine Offerings on the sideboard. I think End of the Royal is. Pretty close to as good, and game one, it's obviously right. going to be better. And and pretty, yeah, exactly. It's pretty good against, against aggro. the field. Right. It, it just Unless the fact that you're it has playing, you know, a whole lot of Callblade. Right. Um, want those Royals. Right. Okay, so we got we got the Boros deck making second place at that GP, and then we have uh, Vampires by I'm Matt Lance. I'm not done with this Boros. Oh, well, I want to talk about them both at the same time, because right. it's going to lead into a into a basically just aggro versus Jace decks conversation right. at this point. Where Matt Landstrom wins the open uh, side of the Invitational this weekend with that Star City had with just black red vampires and uh, he's got three manic vandals in the well, main deck. That's me, another natural. Uh, let me ask you something. It's another natural. It's still a creature though. That card's never going to be dead. Did uh, you but hear... like it's it's just a shitty gray ogre. Well, at the, like at the same time, like in in most formats, like in in the great echelon of magic cards, still when you go back and look at the cards, things, it'll be. 
dead against. But like people, people are going to look at this deck in like seven years, and they're going to go back and go, "Wow, this guy has some crappy gray over." People what the used fuck was to happening run in this the format? shit out of Utabi Ring a thing. Very true. I, like, I mean, these cards used to be, you know, some of the mainstays. So is in this the just history repeating itself? Is that? I like, mean, this but, is I mean, the I, new Mirrodin time. Like I, did, I have yeah. a, like, I started playing in like 2007, so I, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let me. Let me right, maybe anyone, I'm just ignorant. This did, has happened all before. Did anyone hear about the uh, <laughs> the interview that they had with this guy that won the open signed? Matt Landstrom has been playing vampires at like every Star City Open series for like the past like yeah, forever, whatever yeah. number of stars. Like he's right. the, he's there like he's like probably the vampire out of like three out of four of the events or something. Like I don't, that's probably an exaggeration, but he's he's played at a lot of them. Yeah. And like he always bling, brings black red vampires, and occasionally top eights. And mm-hmm. this is the first one he took down. And I honestly think that the reason they took it down is because all the the good players were on the other side. Well, <laughs> I think he was cute eight. for the Invitational. He was cute. Really? Yeah. yeah the reason that. that he didn't play was because he didn't know how to play. He, like, he didn't know what he wanted legacy. He had no legacy yeah. deck, so he just... I, and but, he, obviously, he probably could have borrowed one, but he was just like, eh, well, I'd I'll, rather just play standard. So, all right, the conversation that they had with him was he was like, uh, you know what? I, I like my deck. I, I, I know my deck really well, but I've see all, I see all these other people playing vampires, and I'd rather not play it the way they're playing it. The only way I'm going to play vampires is if I can keep a hand that can kill a turn two Stoneforge Mystic. Absolutely. His, his exact words were, uh, vampires is actually a tempo deck that nobody understands. And I'm going to... I think I understand. Right. Kyle Rose is the only man who understands besides I played, this guy. I played some vampires. In well, no, it plays too. with gatekeepers. I mean, it, <laughs> this is the first list I've seen from him. I Maybe I missed some of his list, but this is the first one I actually really like. It's... Creatures and removal. It's no bullshit. I mean, it's like a good limited deck. You want creatures and things that kill creatures. Right. And his kill spells, you know, are cheap. And he good. Can, and yeah, it's tempo. You know, you can play a guy and kill a guy. On right. His, you know, or if you play a gatekeeper, you're getting a guy. You know, every turn you're keeping the pressure up and you're getting rid of their stuff. And I mean, it's the first list that I've been a cobbly player recently, and it's the first list I've seen of vampires that I think could beat me. And on a regular basis, I, I, my numbers against vampires have been pretty yeah, good. I, I thought he said something a little ridiculous when he said that mm-hmm. uh, he he thought that a lot of vampires p- players. I don't know if this is true or not. He said a lot of vampires player, players will let the Stoneforge Mystic happen and then let the Batter Skull come into play and kill the Germ with some kind of go for the throat or other kind of removal spell. I mean, that's just terrible. That's awful, right? Well, uh, it that, depends on how aggressive your hand is. That's true. Like, if you have just it, a hand that's just going to overrun him and you just want to time walk him, that that doesn't seem awful. Well, it, it comes yeah, into the construction of so. your deck, though. It depends on, like, how many one-drops a lot of vampire decks are playing. This deck, is it heavy it's on the one-drops, or is it... He's got, you know, well, it's got to have pulse trackers and last yeah, race. It's got the sure. eight good ones and then three of the right. this receivers. Right. So it's got right. the standard number of one drops. Like it doesn't yeah, seem it like does. terrible play to to want them to put the batter skull into play, kill the germ, and then keep going. Like I guess it depends no, on if it. Well, it let me see. The this is also pretty pretty is. like player draw dependent yeah, as well. You have another right? copy. I'll, yeah. The thing is, uh, there. there. The thing is, I uh, if you kill the Stoneforge before it can flip the batter skull into play. Uh, then they can't play the batter skull until turn five, and who knows what else mat like nothing else matters up until turn five. You're just gonna kill them at the- right. like by that point. I mean, I'll say really this: like- I'll say if you had a hand where maybe you could play like two additional one drops on turn two, and your only way to kill the Stoneforge was say go for the throat, might let them then the you should probably yeah yeah. But if you can just bolt it or whatever, 
Just get rid of it. Yeah, not or dismember it. it. You know, I, I, I'm getting it out of there. Um, I will say that what I've seen from a lot of vampires lists, um, uh, I guess in this metagame, is like their board includes a lot of duress effects. You know, I really Inquisitions like that. Or I, I don't like that. Well, I, I actually like the fact that his doesn't. His Me is just too. like balls to the wall, smashing the face. I did what, look... Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, like what I was saying is like, Vampire is just like, it's playing 11 one-drops, okay? Right. Like, right. that's the type of deck that wants to play a two-power creature on turn right. one, not Inquisition you. Exactly. This so, is a really crazy and sideboard. And I, I looked up his last his last top eight, which I guess was the last one they had a couple weeks back, and he had four duress in the main then. Oh, really? Did not impress me. Yeah. So, so like... I, uh, he added the... Two more Manic Vandals, I think, and two more Dismembers. Let me, that seems much better. So much better. Let yeah. me just read this sideboard to you people, because like this this really is weird. For, I liked it. Uh, it's two Batter Skull, two Skin Render, two Dark Tutelage, two Active Aggression, Chris Burrows. Well, Skin Render's been, <laughs> I like Skin Skin Render's been in the uh, It's been a staple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two Crush, a Doomblade, and then four Arc Trail. He, he moved all the Arc Trails to the board, which is a little well, surprising. Well, Crush is really good. Yeah, the only bad. thing that looked out of place to me was the two Batter Skulls, but I mean, yeah. I like them. Yeah. I, I think they're good, you know? <laughs> It's, that's one Mono of the red and vampires, I guess, are what you'd want to bring in. I yeah. think they're good. To me, that was the only thing that kind of stood out to me. When yeah, I was, everything liked, else is kind of what I would have expected. Well, he he yeah. liked his Callblade matchup so much. I mean, the he one Doomblade, I don't know. He only boarded two cards. Yeah. For, yeah. Well, and that's the strength of a deck like this, is that when the format... No, he absolutely. Well, he, he, he probably absolutely wants the tutelage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just tutelage. I mean, I think he probably skin in active direction. No, I think no, he brings no, no. What he said was he so. only boards two cards versus Cobblade, and it's and it's dark. Well, no. Okay, get this. Oh, so if, he doesn't if, board the crushes. No, what are the hell are they for? Uh, combo. They're probably for combo. Oh no! What, what do, do you kill? Them? No, they can't kill the enchantments. Artifacts. Yeah. I guess it's it equipment only or non-creature. Like, I could, I could have been incorrect. It might have been the crushes. I mean, oh, if, no, it's, if it's they have spell sets, stupid mind crank deck. If they no, <laughs> <laughs> must be the crushes. Right? Crush can't yeah. kill the spell skates. Exactly. So you they bring in the crushes because if they have spell skates, he brings. You can't redirect it. Like it's got, it's got. I believe that's what he said. It's got a pretty narrow application. Like I mean, we were playing. I would be boarding them in against Callblade. I think. I don't know what I take. I, I don't not wild about this. I mean, Combust was okay. Combust. I, I don't fantastic. know what has to. What does he bring in active aggression against? Like well, Alicut for Valicate. sure, yeah, and also Valicate. against the combo deck against the uh, Exarch. True. Okay. I mean, I'm sure they all have an application. I'm, I'm pretty sure you'd bring it in against both. Absolutely. Those. Yeah, as long yeah, as there's you, something to take out for it, in that man, it's obviously going against Valicut. Right, because you can. Uh, it's it's you you can't. They combo I, again. I don't like the Viscerous Seer versus the combo deck either. <laughs> what I would you do be is that guy a lot. You tap. You, I guess you may. I don't know. I, I was, was gonna say you tap down all their permanents. That doesn't work though, so it doesn't matter. Let me just say, like proving yeah. our proving our continuous theory of when you play a deck over and over throughout multiple tournaments and you just stick with it, you get added percentage points. This guy knows oh, how to play vampires in and out over and over, right. week in and week out. Vampire. Like it, and like it's not an unplayable deck. It's just that it's considered underpowered when there are other options so a lot of people flock towards jace decks when there are other options right like right. Bor like boros is a deck like it's not yeah. gotten played since uh fort worth when channel fireball bombed with it this is right. a completely different deck and than, than really that, is. right this boros is so much different than that uh, so so what's different about this one well, like, let me, what let they me go back to the vampires real quick okay uh, what was the hell was i gonna say <laughs> <laughs> what were you just saying? Cause, I was saying that when you play a deck over and over, you yeah, get a lot of yeah, percentage yeah. points. Vampires is not an easy deck to play. It's not as easy as it looks. Uh, truth. It's going to smash any other aggro strategy. Maybe not mono red. 
but you know it's going to beat the hell out of Hawkward or anything like that. Green white deck. I mean, it's just going to auto win those matches. And I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, if you're an expert, it's probably he probably thinks his match against Callblade is a good one. And if they're playing all those counter spells, then it, it, then it definitely is. But mm-hmm. you know, it's not a bad matchup versus that either. So I think it's a fine. Deck. I think a strong play here would be to splash white for Stoneforge Mystic in vampires. In vampire deck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, Stoneforge Mystic is the best two-drop in Magic I've heard. Uh, like in all forms. I don't want to have this debate. <laughs> like, come on. What are you doing? You're just trolling me at this what? point. Come no. on. Get out of here. No. Um, no. This band deck, Marshall, or, uh, this Boros deck, exactly. full of Stoneforge Mystics, right? Oh, yeah. It's got those. I mean, this this deck, is it's not really trying to just win as quick as possible, necessarily. Uh, it's It's... I think it's a lot like the Callblade deck, honestly. I mean, the differences in the cards aren't that many. You know, the, the key cards, I don't think it's that big a difference. Like, I like four Mirror and Crusaders in my Callblade deck, and you're trying to play Mirror and Crusaders, you're trying to equip them. Well, yep. basically, and they lose Jace, but they get wow. they get Koth, which is And awesome. I'm not going to lie, this is going to sound crazy, but I've almost thought about playing Step Links in my Callblade deck. I mean, wow. I just really like... aggressive clock. And yeah, and it's, it's just... You're not, you know, if you get a guy out like that, some cheap guys in there, maybe maybe the level up guy would be better. I don't know, but the student warfare is yeah, mean? maybe you, yeah. I mean, there was decks like uh, uh, I mean, Japan's you just, if you have some one drops and stuff that you can just play out before or even once they have a Jace, you know, you can get a few threats out of turn. Mm-hmm. It seems pretty good. How do you feel about his equipment selection of two sort of war and peace and, and one batter skull? I think it's perfect. Uh, the first thing I would change, and I, I noticed on Moto, a lot of people had done second batter skull in the sideboard. I think is is absolutely necessary. And I heard you're playing two batter skull main now, right? In Cobble. in Cobble. in Cobble. yeah, I, I do. Um, I think you need that second batter skull because your your two sort of war and pieces. Like, are pretty bad, I think, against aggro. Well, yeah. so it's the I don't like classic... Uh, we When me and Casby were building aggro decks, he kept putting the blue-green sword in, even though it was inferior to the black-green sword at the time. This was before the sets, the new set came out. And I, I said, would not and play I said, the black-green you know, sword in the side. The black I would green, change no, that to the batter score. Right, the black-green sword didn't seem as good, and, and it was the fact that this blue-green sword gives you a wolf, so yeah, you, I, get, I like you that get more aggressive, board. and that was the theory. Uh, I feel like the white-red sword now is just doing the same thing it's just more aggressive it's dealing more damage and it's dealing a lot more damage than the wolf could ever do right he's, i don't i don't agree i think only playing. only versus Callblade. i think that's that's the case well really. that's what everyone's aiming for well, well then I mean, yeah his main deck's built right that yeah. and i said that i just think that that in the sideboard you want to have one body in mind and one batter skull and you want to swap those two in for the two war and peace yeah. against really good against, against like vampires or something yeah. i mean one war and peace might not be the worst to just have four equipments against vampires i don't i don't know I'm not sold on that, but it could be okay. But versus a deck like that or, or mono red, like I mean, I don't even think swords are you know. What happened to Bone Horde? That great again. Yeah, what he got to outclassed Bone by every other equipment. Yeah, I don't oh. think he's he got outclassed by the mythic equipment. Bone Horde. He did get outclassed by Batter Skull. You're right, but I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, why would yeah? But, why would you play Bone Horde in in Boris when you could play Batter Skull? The thing I like about this deck board. is it's it's got quality threats. It's not you know, it's not searching for adventuring gears. It's not trying just to to put twenty damage through as fast as possible. It's getting it something game, decent yeah. out there, and and you know the equipment is is powerful. It can win a game you know basically on its own. 
uh, especially against Callblade. You know, I, I love the sword. You know, I, I don't. I, how do you guys feel about one hero of Oxid Ridge? Because well, I really feel like it's a lot better than than people give it credit well, for. Well, I think what it was. There's was one probably, hero and three costs. It was probably it yeah. It was probably a weird mix match of the two. It is. You can go you two and two. I've cost. seen some people on Moto were going two and two. I don't know what's better. What LSV said. What LSV said when they were playing in Texas was hero was just a bad cough, which is why they decided to play more coughs. Yeah, I don't think you want but so many four drops. Well, that's I, the thing. I you don't like want to over. You don't want to overfill your hand with a bunch of costs too, because they're right. dead cards, and the worst thing that aggro can have is a dead card. Right. Exactly. So, so is uh, I kind of feel like this deck is a fluke. Honestly, I like I really don't second place fluke. No, I, I don't. Well, I, I don't think I, it I, has the chops to I compete. Think, I, think, I really I don't. I think it's a very strong deck, and it showed it's that it's been a strong deck in the past, and everyone kind of slept on it because it's Boros, and everyone's like, oh, it's awful against Sword of War Bees. And someone just brought a deck that uh, was I like, think, oh. I don't think it's bad. Anyway. Uh, I think a lot of people would have difficulty replicating the success this deck had. Well, I, like, honestly. What happened to me was I logged in. I was looking at Moto Decklist before I came over here. Mm-hmm. And that's when I saw this deck. I didn't even know there had been a Grand Prix. And this was 4 <laughs> 0 and 3 one And I'm like, what the hell? There's this Boros deck. It actually looks good to me. And then I finally found out, oh, there was a Grand Prix and it got second. That's where it came from. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's at least winning online. And I, and the problem is that the – and I know you know this because Kyle disappeared into the digital realm for a while. But uh, the Moto metagame is just different. It's different it because is. people don't want to buy the expensive cards. They want to buy the cheap cards. And they can play in these daily grinders, go 4-0. And never play against anyone. Like it's not a long, it's not a big enough sample size, not a long enough tournament for the real decks to pan out. So like when you're looking at dailies that people go four zero and three one in three one against three other Boros decks because nobody felt like buying the good cards. <laughs> that's like that that's skewed results. That's a small yeah, sample you're size. You're over exaggerating. No, but like, a yeah, lot of it these is tur- a very small sample. A lot of these tournaments don't ever get over fifty players. It doesn't that's really a, matter how many tournament. there are. That's Sixteen, a small you're tournament. still going to play against four different opponents. True. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Sixteen and fifty is really the and same yeah, thing. like I'm I'm embellishing it a little bit. Way. There are there are obviously the good decks on there too. I I I'm more than happy I to play Cobblade online. Be, would be but like better a lot of players, top, after your three zero, you'd be against a better deck. Like I mean, a lot of players don't encounter something difficult until they're in the two, uh, the two zero and three zero bracket. It's possible. I mean, you I said like if you have the really more players, it, there well, are, all right. No, we I'm can, saying on can. Moto in a daily, most of the time, if you have any kind of real deck, you can get to the two and zero bracket. Pretty easily. You can't really. I mean, I completely disagree. This deck is actually a different deck than the old Boros deck, okay? Because basically, what it did is that it increased the casting cost of a lot of its spells for consistency. So basically, what it did is drop GAP for Mirror Crusader, which is awesome because that's a dude who's always going to hit for four if he connects, and if you strap a sword to him, it's stupid. Um, And I mean, the fact that it just it plays just a different game plan now. Like like Kyle was saying earlier. It's just like it's yeah, it got it's it, got a better mid and late game it now, does, so it feels more like a mid range aggro deck. now. It does what I like to do with, with my step links. deck. Well, step links just happens mid range aggro with step links in it. I mean, I like it, 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 it's <laughs> searching out the sword. It's getting the mirror and crusader, and yeah, I mean, like and it's got cheap removal. And it, I mean, you know, it's a lot like my Callblade deck. It's got lightning bolts instead of into the royals. It's got you know, coughs and stuff instead of jaces. And it's got some cheaper guys. But I think that so pl- I think playing a deck like this is ignoring the fact that Callblade is just a better deck. As a quick aside, I don't think so because I mean I keep changing my Callblade deck and I change it like every day. But what I really want to do is is I'm I mean I've been looking for ways to take the blue out of it because I just I feel like the key to the the mirror at least 
isn't the blue cards. I don't like the counter spells. I, I like it's the like a big, weird, I like the Jace big fight. Jace. Well, yeah. Jace dies so easily with that exactly. new sword. I mean, and if I could play, if I had more little guys and I could play two sword war and peace, which is what I was trying to do. I really just didn't come up with this Boros list. You know, I, I tried to play step links and like pure steel paladins and stuff, and it really wasn't working. But right. I, I mean, I knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't come up with this. Basically. I've got it. Remember that awful newspaper control deck I made? Uh, yeah. Yes. That's the answer to the format. Black and white and red all over. We're gonna yes, we're sorry. gonna get to our answer to the format here in a minute. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna see how well our experiment works. Well, just we're gonna say that we're gonna say that we're gonna save that to the end of the show. Play a one drop. It's cool. We're gonna we'll save to the end of the show. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> you're playing a one drop. You're playing a two drop. You know, if you play a three drop, it's a near crusader. It's I, quality. I can exactly. appreciate. I can appreciate what Boris is doing. I'm not saying the deck is bad. It's it, not like it a goblin's a, deck. It's a, it's a, it's a playable it's a, deck. Yeah. It's a playable deck. It's doing good things. I feel like this Cobblade deck that everyone's playing is just better. It has a good matchup against everything. It's consistent. Well, the one I, thing that I, I can say, say about Cobblade is that it's the most consistent deck I've seen in a very, very long time. I, it's time I, to talk I about Cobblade. I it's couldn't agree with you more. Cobblade. Right. One, one thing first. <laughs> once I found out there was a Grand Prix, I did want to go check the coverage out. And the one th- I read the – I said finals, okay. I saw that, that PV won and he was playing Cobblade. And I saw he said something like, and a comment was in there that, hey, you've got like a 90% matchup against me, and you're 9-0 against Cobblade. It's your time to lose. And, I mean, yeah, he lost. But <laughs> PV says wow. the guy's matchup is like 90%, and you're saying you think Call is better. Well, I think this deck is better against an aggro deck than Call would be, and if it's better in the mirror, then it, it's likely the better deck. It's not good against... You know, if everyone starts playing this, then Balakit's going to come back. I'm saying that. I'm saying that. Hold on. But I mean, the reason at right now this might just be the best thing. The reason that I say that is because, in in my opinion, the most consistent decks usually win. I agree. This is the way magic. This is the way magic cards work. And in a Grand Prix, this is what an eighteen, like eighteen, nineteen rounds to to win a Grand Prix. That's like the consistent decks are going to pan themselves out. All right. Well, here's the deal. Okay. This deck, all right, this is why I think this deck is good against Cobblade, okay? It plays Mirror Crusaders, okay? And you strap a sword to that guy, you're going to win over their sworded guy, okay? You're going to win over their Batterskull, okay? Because his dude's way, doing way more damage, okay? Mm-hmm. Also, that protection said, from four out of five colors. Also, exactly. And also, their hand Unless is going to be, the the be much more stocked than yours is, okay? Sure. Yep. So that's one thing going for it. Oh, Secondly, yeah. If you win, they're gonna, you're going to win when they have cards in their hands. Secondly, look at this removal package, okay? It's playing dismembers and bolts, okay? That's a lot of hate to keep their cost safe. Do you know what Cobblade can't do shit about? A fucking emblem. <laughs> and if they get an emblem with cost, they're going to win. Eh, they're I don't know. Win. I don't agree with that. What? I've beaten what? an emblem, especially now with Batter Skull. I mean, oh, you deck only has six mountains. This deck that's only has six thing. mountains. They only have six They're mountains. only going to have three in play a lot of the all time. If you have two. a batter skull, you equip it. All they it to, need is two. Equip, I've eaten, I've all they need to do is be ones. able to kill your dude when you try what to equip it to a batter skull. What about my I just, you know, equip the batter I've skull. I've beaten Koth emblems with blue black control, too. Like, it's sometimes they just don't have more I mean, Koth is really mountains. good, but if, if they just are, you know... I think Koth is nuts. Koth is mostly All right. beat with a 4-4. Four, four. I, I feel like a creature every turn that yeah, you can that's strap good equipment part. to. Can I, can I just point something out here? We are spending an inordinate amount of time talking about a deck that's second place to Grand Prix when quite literally uh, we're talk- 13, 13 of the top 16 decks were Jace decks uh-huh. in, all, in uh, the Open Series. I'm not going to really look at the... 
Uh, I'm not going to look at the invitational results because it was mixed format. But it also in the the uh, uh, what is this the the Singapore Grand Prix also dominated by JSTEX. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that that we're spending so much time ignoring the fact that this format has been overrun by a singular deck. We're not by- ignoring it. We talk about it every fucking cast. We'll get to it. So we're, we're talking about I'm a saying deck like, that just went 9-0 against Cobblade, okay? Yeah, Allegedly. What we've been talking about for like the past X weeks since Cobblade came out is it's like, Cobblade. oh, how do we beat Cobblade? This dude beat nine people at a Grand Prix. Three of them, which were in the top sixteen. Yeah, none so of you guys you play Callblade. None of you play Callblade. That's true. That's I don't why understand. You're on the cast tonight, Kyle. And that's well, <laughs> shit. We don't just need to talk about it. You guys need to be testing against it, not just throwing these decks together and going and seeing what happens. Especially when you're flying across the country to do so. It's oh, true. I never fly across. The country. Well, that's good. That being said, that's good. The two of us did. And My last two, the last two decks that I was playing consistently in standard, I felt like I had a really good matchup against Callblade. That's fine. And that, and this is what I asked him. I said, "How are you guys like?" You're, you're flying to Grand Prix and stuff, and, and you're saying Callblade's the best deck, and you're not willing to play it. You know, as long as if you're playing what you think is the best deck, I have no problem. I mean, with that. I moneyed Dallas, and I sat there. Maybe and you could have won on, it with Callblade. I probably could have, but I don't appreciate playing. A, you're like, not the, giving yourself the, deck, the best chance. The deck doesn't appeal to me. And no, trust me, you're not the first person to say this to me. I understand <laughs> I am not playing the best decks. The only reason why other people like like why this vampires deck did well, why this rug vengevine deck did well, is because sometimes people just don't play strategies well. I don't like incremental attack decks. Yes, like this is a like Callblade. That's what I've classified it as for weeks at a time. It's an incremental attack deck that relies on equipments. That's not how I play Magic cards. I don't understand how to play Magic cards that way, and I will play it badly. Well, I'm I curious. Could, I could practice the hell would, out of it. I won't do well that way. Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> so instead, I like to try other strategies, and I know what I like to do. And if I can do it well, then I will have a better result. This guy playing Boros, 9-0 against Cobblades, it might be because he had the most insane deck list, or it might be because he was a really good Boros player. It might be a combination of both. Same thing with vampires. Same thing with the reason I can beat Cobblades with Blue Black. You can beat the deck. It's not unbeatable. However, no, it's not. However, people are ignoring the fact that like I'm ignoring the fact that I should just be playing the best deck. I acknowledge that I'm making a stupid decision by going to Indianapolis this weekend, playing Blue Black Control, and O2 dropping. That's embarrassing. It sucks. I spent a shitload of money to go on a trip and a whole bunch of time to go O2 drop. When I had multiple people on the weekend come up to me and say, "No more fake decks for you. What are you doing? You played a Jace deck with no Stoneforges in it. You're just dumb." Black Book of and, right, and right. like I didn't stop, have an argument. Right, what was stop. I supposed me, to say? Yes, say you're right. You're right. I'm going to change what I said. I'm not going to ask you why you don't play the best deck. I'm going to say, "Did you instead of did you play what you think is the best deck?" I'll say, "Did you play what you think gave you the best chance to win?" Absolutely. Okay. That's no, that's not true. That's not true. I made, and I, made, and I also want to ask no, you. I, like, I'm not saying I was supposed to win this tournament. I made some last minute changes that were untested. I made some untested last minute changes, and they bit me in the I ass. I think your goal should be to play the deck that not not what you like, not what's the most fun. What you think will give you the most, the best chance to win the tournament. Yep. And this is a flaw that I've had for a long okay. time. I don't, the- you don't have to think it's the best <laughs> deck. You just have to think it's the best deck gives for you. The you. Chances, yeah. yeah. And I also want to know what the hell do you think you can play? And what what <laughs> I mean, you, you rip on the Boros deck, you rip on the Vampires <laughs> yep. deck. 
So, I mean, what is it out there that, that you, I mean, is there anything I, other than Blue Black well, that I if play, it came up and was winning what, something that you'd yeah, be I think about what Daniel played originally. He was playing Solar Flare. <laughs> I don't even like, know what that is. Yeah, right, okay. It's, a blue, uh, it's just basically a Blue Black Big okay. Mana deck. I mean, I played Psycho. Uh, you know, when Blue Black's good, I play it. The strategies that I usually gravitate towards are decks that are like. Uh, like Trinisphere decks, Null Rod decks, Smokestack decks. I really like those type of things. Um, I played Magnavore for a while, and then I play. You would have loved it back with the Winter yeah. Orb. And like yeah. I also like I'm also generally pretty good at uh, these aggressive control decks like Blue Black, where you make them discard, counter a couple spells, and then beat them with a fatty. These are I, the type of decks the I play. Only thing I hear Kyle, so far is Blue Black. Kyle, so, like, like right. a standard deck. Like what? I, like the rules for me playing Magic cards for a long time have been no Don't mountains. Play mountains. No mountains. Okay. No mountains because every time I've ever sleeved could up a mountain play, and constructed, I can't win. Could you play say a mono black control deck if that was, if that happened to be good? Probably yeah. Okay. Like I. Like a Merfolk, if a Merfolk deck was standard legal, could you play something like that? Like a control? No, because no, no, no. Because an aggro right control right deck? Right now, Merfolk actually is standard legal. It's called Cobbler. It's called Cobbler, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I a mean, fish yeah. deck. It's it works on very similar All right, hang on, hang on. I'm just trying to see what he'll play, and you can edit this out. I don't care. I'm no, just, no, no, I wanted no, no. to say this for a little bit now. All right, so... There's a third I'm not option. Trying to rip on there's a third you should option. Absolutely rip on them. You, you that's, should. that's the theme of the podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> so there's a third option to what you said earlier, and the third option because you said the first option was I don't know if he just just plays this deck deck a lot, or the second option is I don't know if he's just a good player, or the, the third option is that he like uh, he plays the decks that he that that are good at the time, and he learns how to play them, and he goes along with it. Like a lot of the things that I do as a player to advance myself as a player is I like to it, to push myself out into new new kinds of decks that I don't understand, and just play them and learn how to play them. And that's what I did when I learned how to play extended. I played dredge, and that's what I did when I learned how to play when I won states. Was I played this green white deck? I'd never played straight aggro before. I'd never played anything without a counter spell in it, and I was like, oh sweet. This thing will actually win games because right. they're big fatties. I mean, like, but you also took the time well, to test the hell out of it. Well, exactly, I guarantee you that, that this Boros deck plays completely differently than the old Boros deck. And well, he yeah, has to have seen how the format was developing and then come up with this, oh, I can just play two Sword of War in peace. It's the best thing. You know, I want these Crusaders. He knew what he wanted to do, and he couldn't have known that but for you know a week or two at most. You know, the format changes really fast. Yeah, yeah, it does. I don't know how much testing you know he... Probably a ton. He's Japanese. He is. Yeah, right, he is yeah. He's a genius. He probably raw dogged his deck. Yeah. <laughs> Someone handed him a deck, and he was like, "Boros." I'm impressed. Like, yeah, I'm impressed by this like, deck. Here, take it's, out, play, it's take out so much different than the, the old Boros. Right, and and a lot better. I, right, feel like. I feel like. All right. Too. All right. I have calmed down now. Let me let me just say this. I've never claimed to be the best player. I've had some successes okay. in Magic cards, and I. What are those? I'm curious. Uh, I've moneyed two GPs, okay. uh, top eight at a couple PTQs. Okay, like like nothing stupendous, but curious. like enough that I've you know garnered a little bit of respect. People, you know, that's not true. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, all right. One it, more thing. I it wanted depends to say. on if I know one what the cards wanted, are, cards are or not. Say about what our last discussion was that when. When you take a deck, like when you, everyone kind of, the conventional wisdom that Kabbalah is the best deck, okay? That means any retard kid who can afford Jaces and Stoneforge Mystics is going to sleeve it up. Cobblade's so not an easy deck to play. No, well, no, it's, like, it's not. Like, I, and if you can beat a lot of people just leaving up a, a deck that they don't know how to play, just based on the fact that they don't know how to play their deck. What I what I saw on the Star City Twitter feed that they have going under the live feed all the time uh -huh. it was multiple people saying things like. 
uh, reflecting on their tournaments at Indy or whatever because it's, you know, like three days after the tournament now. And multiple, like, Twitters are just like, man, I should have just played this Jason Stoneforges. I'm not even good at that deck, but, man, it seems so good, and it kicked the crap out of me. Okay, so, okay. Like, and, like, like, it just speaks to the fact that, like, it's not what, whatever that whatever <laughs> that person decided to play obviously wasn't good enough to beat that deck. And I feel like there's a, a giant portion of the Magic community that wants to play other stuff that can't. Like, there is one deck right now that is dominating, or at least one card. Okay, so what? first of all, what they I don't know if they meant it or whether they should have meant it, but what they meant was... Uh, they should have taken that deck and play tested it a lot and learned how to yeah, play it because played. it's the best deck. But second of Magic all, Magic players aren't willing to do that. You know, you know how many if people. You're a competitive you know how many people, player flying to a tournament. You need to do that. Yeah, that's true. But I'll, you, you don't want to have you know what a lot of people do? In the real world. People <laughs> have to work their nine to five, and then they get their Friday. They they take that Friday off. They use a vacation day, and they're like, okay, I can fly out to this place and go play. And it's like, oh, did you play test this? Yeah, every Wednesday night, me and my friends meet up and we play in my basement. No, sir. That's not playtesting. No, I think you, you guys just play your save that role, day like, and go to a limited one. Then, right. You know, I mean, I, 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 you're I not going to have agree. success. I like agree. I yes, agree. it's true. But there's a reason why they continuously get 600 players for these events. And a lot of these players aren't prepared. They just sleep up whatever they want to sleep up. And no, those players don't deserve to win. They're not, no. pr- they're not prepared for an event. They didn't put in the work, and they don't know what they're doing. Those I'm players, not going to say those, they don't deserve to win. If they win, that's you know. Well, yeah, that's fantastic. And there, there were a couple. There were a couple nice Cinderella luck. stories. There were a couple Cinderella stories going on at that tournament. There was a 12 year old playing Mono Red Goblins. That was <laughs> he was he was X and one. He had to play in the last round. There were a lot of people in that situation at the Open, yeah. and he ended up not getting there. Um, and a lot of people were like kind of heartbroken. They're like, oh man, the 12 year old didn't get there. Yeah. Um, I just was upset but that he made that, money though. Come on. I was just upset that they abolished the JSS and had to bring in all these ringers. To my tournament. Like, I mean, come on, like, seriously. Like, who the fuck brought all the Bobby Fishers to my tournament? Like, come on. Get these kids out of here, man. I can't even beat him up. He's not 18. <laughs> not, right? Like, he had freckles. He had the cutest little shirt on. The dog that ate his homework. Like, oh it was God. it was adorable. And he was just like... He put you on tilt more than, like, the girlfriend. Oh, God. <laughs> Almost as much as the girlfriend. Like, it, things, things got serious. Like... I don't. It was mind blowing. Anyway, like uh, if players are willing to put in the work and they want to play a good deck, and I'm trust me, I put in a lot of work at Magic cards. I try my best. I go online. I test. I'm not going to these tournaments unprepared. I don't know what Chris Burroughs has told you about me, oh, but I don't go to these tournaments. I was unprepared. talking about the other players. And so, <laughs> right, Some exactly. People in general. I see those eyes rolling. Uh, no, listen. <laughs> if, if if they go there unprepared, that's fine. If, they, if you know, I think they're better off going to a Friday Night Magic or something. But it's their business if they want to go there. What they shouldn't do is bitch and moan about it when they lose. Right. Exactly. It's their own fault. I'm not. I'm not opposed. It's not the to, format. It's not anything like that. I'm not it's, opposed to there being a try. best deck, and I'm not opposed to playing the best deck. What I am opposed to is when one deck takes over a format so hard that nothing else can compete. That's what I don't like. I don't feel like nothing else can compete. I don't feel that way. And I... Okay. I feel like we... Do you have that Infect deck? I want to play Kyle after Two seconds. (laughs) I want to see how that deck does against him. Let's let's dismiss all the other type two stuff and talk about Cobblade. I think it's finally time to start talking about Cobblade because like it's about this is, like it's, it's finally time no, to talk about like, it's not just Cobblade that's that's really my issue. It's the fact that Jace the Mind Sculptor is such a a powerful penetrating card that it's in the best color for starters. It does the most powerful things the format's able to do. 
And <laughs> I just want to say one thing, okay? If you take Jace the Mind Sculptor out of blue, blue's no longer the best color. No, I'm talking Blue about the taking the card out of it, out of magic cards altogether. I know, I know. You said, like, first of all, he's in the best color. I was like, blue is the best color right now because Jace exists. That's the Okay, only so if we printed Jace in some other color, maybe that color would be the best color. I, but, yeah. <laughs> they decide, but they decided to put him in the best color, which is blue. So, you know, like, nice choice. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, that's, I didn't know we were going to have that argument. That, hey, we finally found a new argument to have about Jace. Congratulations. I don't know why we argue about Jace. Jace I don't think Jace nuts. is a problem. I don't know. Okay, I, so, I, so here's the here's If the pr- you ban Jace, I could still play Cobbler. If you oh. ban Stoneforge, I could not. Kyle, I re- I, tell me your arguments here, because I... Re- I Guarantee you're going to give me the same arguments I've heard over and over. I, don't, and I, just I haven't went, even I just, thought about this much except the fact that if I don't have a Stoneforge, my deck is unplayable. I can't play Batter Skull. I can't play any of that stuff. He can I mean, still just, play his first three turns. His first three yeah. turns are the most crucial. No, no, what I'm going to say is I may not want to play Blue. Right. I might want to play, you know, go, I mean, and, go back and I might want to play and the I, com- uh, I commend you for the fact that you earlier you said you want to take Blue out of your Cobbler deck altogether. Yeah, like if you I, I don't way, say I wanted to, but I feel like the Mirror Match is not one with the Blue card. <laughs> it's, uh, it doesn't sound unreasonable. No, like it doesn't sound unreasonable, but there is no, there's no incentive to not play all the best cards. And one of the well, reasons if you took why Jace out there wouldn't you wouldn't be playing the best cards. Well, one know. of the reasons I feel like the best, uh, this is the best deck, and why it's won so much is because it has three different cards in it that make your deck incredibly consistent. Not Hawk, just consistent. Hawk Mystic and Jace all together in one deck. Create a deck that does the same thing every single game with remarkable consistency. Tutor, tutor, and and card advantage. I no 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 shit. No, no argument, right? No like argument. recurring yeah. brainstorms, tutoring, and tutoring. Like normally the solution is to ban the tutors, but right now I don't feel like for for starters, one of the tutors just go find, goes and finds more one one flyers. That's not a big issue. Uh, it's evasion, du- it's evasion, dude, to put your swords on, and you're gonna you've got enough equipments on the deck so, so that if you draw two out of the three of the tr- the trifecta. You, you're gonna get there, but we're not, gentlemen. Gonna, I say we worry about this if they ban deal. something. Like it's not. So, no, we're having the no, argument to. Right this now. is my argument to ban yeah. something. Honestly, not, no, no, no. Well, yeah. I'm Stoneforge, Stoneforge gonna... Mystic itself, I don't feel like is such a such a big issue. It's really not overpowered. The fact that it gets to combine itself with Jace the Mind Sculptor does make it overpowered. I feel like if they took Jace out, Stoneforge would be perfectly playable. It's still a good card. It's not going to lower its power level at all. It's just going to make it so that. You're all in on this artifact strategy, on this equipment strategy that, you, like, my deck now tutors, and you're going to see a lot more Vengevine decks, Lead the Stampede decks. Like, you guys have been talking about Please these. bring those on. Yeah, like, and, and like, that would be exciting. Jace isn't right? even good against those decks. You, you Side those out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the deck would be better in that format. The only the only thing is, if people just abandoned the blue if they banned Jason and came up with, like, Boros, that then Valakit could come back, and then people would have to go back to the blue what I don't, to be for mana out. leaks yeah. or whatever. What but that's, I mean, but that, no, that's the sign of a healthy format, though. No, that's fine, but <laughs> it's, it's just going to be the same thing. Then they're going to go back to the blue without Jace. I think the deck without Jace is still the best deck. I think, sure, that's fine. Like, we can have a deck that doesn't have Jace that's the best deck. The, the, the nice thing about that is that those decks have to redefine themselves and when you take Jace out, it gives the aggro decks a chance again. Well, I think the Jace important, isn't even the important good against thing to, the the important thing to remember though. is that Cobblade is an oppressive force right now. Yeah, it was an answer to the oppressive force before, which was Valakut. Valakut yeah. was really, really good, and I think like on many linears, it is better than Cobblade. Okay, the reason that it's it's a non-interactive turn four combo deck. Exactly. We, okay, the thing is, we have another one of those in the format now. We have another non-interactive turn yeah, four combo that's deck. True. 
And it's not I feel like the, for, the format, okay, when the format was being taken over by Valakut, the format was very small. There weren't a lot of printed cards. Right. And now the format has expanded. There are a lot of new things. I don't think Valakut is the monster that people are claiming it's going to be. I feel like there's a lot of different answers that people... I mean, Valakut's not like, a monster. <laughs> it's not a monster right now. It's really not a monster. And I say, unleash the beast. I say, like, Banjay's... They did. It's called Cobblade. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, ban Cobblade. Let's see if Valakut can be the best deck again, because honestly, I don't think it will. I if think that it's a competitive Jace, deck, and it'll top eight again. I think you, you crush the new combo deck. I think I don't think you crush anything else. I think if you ban Jason, you just really shit on that. I feel like a... Yeah. Re- I feel like a reasonable right. blue red there, i feel no like mike reason, okay would you say right. would you say that mike flores is blue red mike flores is blue red grixis twin deck no would, he didn't would be, his, would his be blue, competitive against Valakut. Blue, blue, blue red not grixis yeah his blue red deck is good grixis i'm sorry is, is that what i said i'm sorry yeah uh what he played that would be competitive against Valakut, correct not without no. jace's not really. Not at all. I don't. No, not so. really. You don't think he could retool it with extra counter spells no. and, take, and, take yeah. it, and take it to a level? Fine. If you make right. it with extra counter spells, right. if Valakit becomes Even, a big part of the metagame, you add counter spells. That deck will be Valakit, but then it's going to get smashed. Sure, but like again, the there. same. You're doing the same thing with a different deck. You're you're making a, okay. one deck that is super powerful, a little less powerful, so another deck can be super powerful. So you have to tune your deck so it has a main deck against that deck. Valakut doesn't you're take the, the format over. Thing. Hang on, Valakut doesn't take the format over in the same way Jace the Mind Sculptor has. Jace you the Mind Sculptor is your not lovely blue black control. With this no card choice. is not only yeah, a exactly. pillar of Cobblade. This is not only a pillar Obviously of Cobblade. It is a pillar of Rug. <laughs> it is a pillar of blue black control, of blue white control, and Cobblade. What you're saying is that every deck that's playable has to have play blue right now and if yes. you took if you took jace out not every deck would have to play blue uh, i think i think i win i think if you ban jace oh hey wait a minute well, I you play Japanese dude who didn't play any call any jace is deck, gonna he just did second place he the equipment that deck said with you know with it's gonna have four tumble mags forever it's gonna beat the equipment deck and it can beat valakit you know mm-hmm. i think that's probably the best i say i say bring jace. it on but like like, look at what we've done already. In five minutes, we've been able to identify three or four different strategies that we all think could be the best strategy. That's a healthy format. That's the magic I want to play this summer. I don't want to play 13 Cobblades in my top 16. I would love to play 13 Cobblades in the top 16. Well, if you ban Stoneforge, I'm sure we can come up with Stoneforge isn't the problem. Like, it's really not. No one's playing Cobblade without Stoneforge. But they will keep playing other blue decks. Like it's okay. it's that's banning a symptom, not the wouldn't, problem. Wouldn't you? Then your blue black deck could probably be the best deck. That it probably would, but you. that's not a good thing. I can build a blue black deck without Jace the Mind well, Sculptor. Then we'll be playing with blue black. We'll be playing with green white decks. You know, blue black, green white kind of aggro decks, and you know, mono red. That's at least three right there. Um, you, you can't know. really build a blue black deck without a Jace. Sure, you can. No, sir. You can build a blue white control deck without a Jace, right? Uh-uh. No. No, you're just going to deny the fact no, that no, any right. kind of control deck could <laughs> ever exist no, no. without Jace? Especially Blue Black. <laughs> well, you have to replace it with some sort of card advantage, okay? And there's no reason for you to play any other card advantage. There's plenty card, of card uh, drawing spells in the format. They're just not getting played because Jace why would better. you? Jace is better. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's plenty of other options. Yeah. I mean, you could play without a Jace, but you probably shouldn't because Jace is just the best. Right, but I'm saying that once the form, like, if they decide to do this and the format changes, it opens up a whole new world and it lets people re-explore an entire format. I think it, like, th- this is this is what I'm going to close the for- close this argument with, and what, we can go and we can go on break. After when, break, I do still want to discuss Callblade. We never got there. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, when fairies was a big problem, they released Great Sable Stag. It fixed it. No, when, af- when Affinity was a problem, they printed Kataki. It fixed it. Sort of. I know that that's not a perfect argument. Just go sure. with it for okay. now. Okay. 
However, right now, they printed a whole bunch of answers. They weren't good enough. Nothing has been able to stop this. They printed Parasites. They printed Hex Mages. They printed Beast Withins. None of those cards that they designed to try to stop this problem have been able to stop it. Because nobody's trying to play with them. Can I say just one thing is that... Uh, their first time around with I, I wasn't around for Kataki. I can't say for sure that that was what stopped Affinity, but I'm pretty sure. As since it's still the the answer in older formats, Kataki is what stops Affinity in boards at least. But uh, with their first time around trying to stop fairies, Great Sable Stag didn't really do it. Volcanic Fallouts it would finished it off, and it took a whole extra set to get there. Sure, now, they've printed a whole bunch of cards that may have mitigated the effectiveness of Callblade with this last set. I want to see if M12 actually comes out with something that'll really wreck it. I want to see it. I really hope it does because I want to I feel like M12 coming out soon will completely make it'll radically change the format. I really do. M12 has to have something new. It has to have something that really intrigues me and fits there. I think there's just not any incentive to do that. It's easier to just ban Jason and move, move on with our lives. It's not going to happen. We're going on break. We're going on break. We're going to talk about Cowboy. 100% will not happen. Welcome back. Uh, that was an interesting break. Basically, me and Chris Burroughs had it out a little bit more. A little bit. Just and, a little bit. You know. They got fighty. It's okay. One well, of them's bleeding right now. We're not going to say which one. It's Daniel Silly. He's got the vagina. Yikes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I bruised you, but they don't show up for a couple hours, so we'll see. Oranges in a sock, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, right. exactly. Yeah. So apparently Kyle Rose wants to open up the wound again and keep talking about Cobblade. Well, we but we never talked about it. You sorry, guys just wanted to I talk off, about what you should ban. I'm sorry. Right. I went off on a giant rant about Jace because I I went to Indy in a car and we had this circular discussion forever. So well, well, let's, let's, yeah, we're ready <laughs> to it have sucked, it then. It's um, suck. <laughs> All right. So so let's pretend that we're not going to ban anything. And, the, and the, the format is just fine. I'll put money down that they don't ban All right, anything. cool. Absolutely. All right, cool. Then this will be a good discussion that people should listen to. You should bet two-thirds of Scrubland that... You know, <laughs> I don't know if the format's fine or not, but no matter what the format has ever been, people have always bitched about us, about standard. Thank been you. someone, every format, not someone, a, a large number of people that have not liked every format. I've loved Blood standard ever since... I'll give you that one. That's true. I've loved standard ever since I started playing Constructor Magic again. And I don't know what that hasn't changed like right now no before this it was bloodbraid elf and before that it was bitter blossom i, mean, I like I a challenge i like the fact that you know what's out there and you know what you're gonna expect and, right and you know i actually like that i just like Absolutely. bringing brews to con- tournaments and i just like beating people with stupid looks on their faces <laughs> all right i mean i have no cards for legacy i've never played legacy but that's what i wouldn't like about legacy is the fact that there's just so you many can't different... prepare for everything. Exactly. You don't know what you're going to see. You just have to play the best deck that you know how. That's and, fine. And hope and, that and it's that's, good to go. And some people enjoy that, and some people really like that. And I'm one of the guys who doesn't enjoy that. I'm <laughs> the guy who wants to go in with three decks that are viable or whatever. And, and I actually enjoy that. I actually enjoy knowing what's going to be there and trying to find I'll a slight play. edge. Yeah. I mean, that's just something I enjoy. Yeah. You know, maybe so you, I'm in the minority, but no, I mean, some people do like formats like that. 
So you know, so you want when when somebody celestial colonnades on turn one, you feel pretty good about like I know what their deck is. I yeah, know yeah, how to proceed yeah. with this game. Right. And, I like. That. And then they turn to a copper. I, I board, feel like, that. What's going on? And you're like, I mean, oh, no, everything's <laughs> terrible. At least for me, I feel that rewards my playtesting more than, sure. than like legacy. I mean, yeah, you know how to play your deck in this and that in that format, but. This, see, Kyle Rose is the kind of tournament spike that that I aspire to be sometimes. I know. Oh, We're like, like a reasonably the, skilled player who knows see, what's going on in the meta game. No, I, I feel like I could. <laughs> no, I feel like I could absolutely be that way and do that. I'm just. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to just. I'm not. I'm not trying to call you out or, no, no, or hit no. you here, but I'm just not. I'll think, call myself. Sometimes out, I'm so. just not willing to sell out. I like the fact that like other things are viable and that you can do different stuff. Here's what it is, and I don't know. I. I'm just bad like that sometimes. No, here, here's what it is. We're different people. Yeah. I, I'm somewhat OCD in this. I mean, I have to... I can't go... I can't take myself even to a local tournament if I don't think I've sat down, analyzed my deck. It's exactly the 175 I want. If I'm missing a card, I'm just not going to go to the tournament. You know, I just... I, I can't... You know, I have to feel like I know exactly what I want to do, exactly what I'm going to play. And honestly, it sucks the fun out of the game somewhat. You know, it, I'm not a casual player. And, you know, hey, that kind of sucks for me that I maybe I don't enjoy. I enjoy the competition. You know, that's why right. I play Magic. And you I, know, I definitely enjoy the competition. That's the whole reason no, I No, I, I know. I'm, I'm not saying yeah. you're completely casual. But sure. to me, like... You want to give yourself the best chance to win. Yeah, and I just... I enjoy... I enjoy sitting down, taking my call blade, tweaking it every day or every tournament I'm going to go to. Changing, I mean, even upwards of like 10 cards in that deck you can do. And I actually really like that part of the game, more there so than go. just building a whole new deck. So, I mean, so talk to me about, about it. So talk to me about some of the intricacies of the Cobbler deck, because like the, right. the three of us here have been somewhat we just, ignorant. We, we, well, we just haven't played it as much as we probably should. Like okay. we'll, we'll pick it up and play test against it, but a lot of the times, like. I don't know why none of us have been interested. The, the to only play version it. that I ever played was Blue Eye Red because yeah, I felt like it was a lot more fun. All right, so me as a player, I've always liked like mono red attack decks or like blue white control. You know, I, I'm not big on blue black. I'll play it if I, you know, but that's the kind of decks I like. So I was already playing blue white a lot anyway, and then Kibler came out with these four hawks, and I'm like, I'm gonna try that. Yeah, it seems pretty good instead of my wall of omens or whatever. So I've been playing it, you know, ever since then. Yeah, I have a stable on Moto of all the decks, but you know that's pretty much been my go-to deck of choice for the daily events or whatever. So, um, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Callblade, and uh, you know, I, I definitely think I had it down. You know, where at least I knew how to play the deck pretty much perfectly before New Phyrexia, and now I think it's just completely changed. Oh, no, uh, really? Like, yeah. okay, so the well, anyway. Way, so, absolutely. are you saying that it's? Two cards got printed, right? White Red Sword yeah, and Batter Skull. The, the, the deck plays completely differently, though. I think Absolutely. a very, very relevant card yeah. that also got printed was Spellskite. Yeah, that's true too. Is that is that in response to the other decks that have spawned the combo, the Splinter Twin combo deck? Also, like, Divine well, Offering being the so there's the fact okay, that it, so, it fights against other artifact removal. So you're so New Phyrexia shook up the shook up the format, but maybe not in the way that shook some, up the Callblade. I mean, yeah, it's not still a great deck. It's just expected. completely. See, I mean, I hadn't got a chance to playtest much. When Rick held that Star City Invitational or whatever for two seats, I had playtested like one day. And I thought that I, you know, it was going to be the same thing where, well, I want Jace Advantage. So I showed up with six Jaces and eight Counterspells. I got talked into cutting it down to seven. And, you know, 
before that, before New Phyrexia, I'm convinced that Edgar Flores had that deck right. I mean, right. Uh, you know, cutting the Gideons and everything. I, I loved his list, and I was just crushing with that online. And I thought it was going to be a similar thing again. And I just kept playing those little Jaces, and they just kept doing nothing. And I kept getting stuck with all these counter spells in my hand. And honestly, I would love to watch that guy play a mirror because I have no idea how his version of the deck would beat what I play. Flores. Yeah, I, I'd be at least, you know, I'm obviously playing against lesser players right. on Moto than, than him. But uh, I all, you know, I have a great matchup against decks with lots of Jaces and lots of counter spells. Right. And that's definitely one way to build to build the deck, but I don't see how it wins the mirror that way. I mean, I'd like to see him play it. I don't know if he just doesn't cast his Stoneforge on turn two on the play to Mana Leak Mine and then plays it later. If he's doing stuff like that, you know... He's next leveling. Yeah, so if, he, if he's doing stuff like that, I don't know what he's doing, but if he's doing stuff like that, then you know so, there must be something to it. Cause, but if he's just playing it like I was... Man, I don't know. So like, what are the differences? Like, what is he doing that's that's abnormal? Well, I don't know how he plays. What he's doing that's abnormal isn't really anything. He's just, there's just a couple ways to take it. You could take it with, a lot, you know, six Jaces and eight Counterspells, which is what he does. Or you've got the recent Patrick Chapin's list that showed up that uh, I guess Jerry T designed that has only two Mana Leaks for Counters. that only runs, you know, the four Jaces. And it's got, like, Divine Offerings and all kinds of other stuff. All kinds, you know, more removal and stuff main deck i don't remember exactly what it has it's running like three main deck divine and right. offerings is that what you said yeah, yeah. and three dismembers main i read the thing and, and of his own admission it was a total love fest and i couldn't tell the tone of the article i couldn't tell if it was Sarcasm it was kind of sarcastic or... at the beginning or if it was for real but it it, it was a little offsetting for uh, a guy who calls his articles innovations that's yeah, true. You know? The only thing I can say about that article is when I read it, he's, he's talking about how Callblade is underplayed from what it should be due to card availability or people that don't like to play the deck. So there are, you know, less than there should be. And, you know, maybe that's true. I don't give a shit if it is, you know. Um, but then when you're going to make a statement like that, that's saying, oh, Callblade should be winning way more than it is, it's underrepresented, and you're admitting that it's not that big of a you know, a factor in the, well, it's a big factor, but it's not as big a factor as it could be in the tournaments that clearly you have to play a lot of non-Callblade decks in these tournaments. Right. Is what he's saying. And then he goes, and his deck list has three Divine Offerings main, and it's completely built just to beat Callblade. If I took that deck on Moto, at least there's no way I could win with that deck. Yeah, they're going to Goblin Guide you. Yeah, you feel like an or, idiot. You know, you know elves are running around, vampires. I mean... So, that deck is just going to get shredded by anything. So like to that. play devil's advocate here, I think the reason that he's making a statement like this deck doesn't get played nearly as much as it should, when clearly it's it's the top the top uh, results are flooded with this with this deck, right? People are you know well the only thing at, I can think people of... are apt to play what they want to play, and if they can't play the best deck. They don't have the discipline to say, all right, well, then I'm just not going to play. They're going to be like, well, oh, okay, yeah. well, I don't have the cards to play that deck. What else can I play? Yeah. And then they'll find something else I'm to do. I'm not saying he's wrong about that. I don't, I don't give a damn if he is. What I'm saying is if, you, if, you, if that's the way you feel, if you feel there's going to be a lot of decks out there simply because people don't have the cards or because they don't want to play it, then you shouldn't build your deck 
to beat exclusively to beat exclusively right. that deck. It sounds like right. he's more making a testament to the fact that this deck is the most powerful thing possible, and the fact that not every hundred percent person in the in the room has the same type thing going on that they're making a mistake. I like mean, it, he's I, making a testament to the fact that the deck is powerful to begin with. I don't know what he's doing. I think he's. I mean, it's out of it's a pretty convoluted statement. Like I mean, he copied the deck off Jerry T. Is what he probably did. He probably <laughs> just said, "Oh, him. Jerry T's the man." You know, I'm going to copy this deck. But if he if he truly feels like there's going to be a de- you know, a, a vast number of decks there, then play into the Royal Main deck. Yeah, I mean, right. It's not that much worse against a sword. It's really not. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like the Into the Royal is better at stealing tempo back. It is. When you, when, when you're on the draw, basically. So, and, go ahead. All right. No, go ahead. Finish that. No, I mean, it just, it feels like a lot of the, a lot of the tweaks that a lot of the, the high level players are making to their decks are, like like you're saying, it's like to address the Kaw mirror and like cards like that that steal tempo back is like huge. Like when when you when it's a tempo deck versus a tempo deck like that, it's just like, oh, I'm gonna do this aggressive play and put you on the back foot right away. And you're like, oh god, you're right. Now I have to deal with yeah. that before I can do any of my aggressive plays. It's like, right. well, that card almost single handedly is just like, nope, me my turn now. Like boom. Time walk you. Like, it, it, quite literally a time walk because it's just like yeah. you blank your turn and you draw a card. Yeah. Okay? And it's just like, boop, my tempo's back. Here's my play. Yeah. Go. It, it, it's not that Divine Offering's not better. It's just that it doesn't matter at that point. You're right. so far ahead. Right. It doesn't matter if there's swords in their hand. Right. Or it's gone. But, um, you, you know, Callblade is a tempo deck. And in the in the mirror match, Squadron Hawk is like the worst tempo card ever. Yeah. And yeah. I just don't like it in the mirror. And I don't think it's that great in the format. Uh, I miss it against decks like Blue Black, stuff like that. But, I, I mean, we've talked about the counter-heavy version, which I would love to know how he plays it and succeeds in the mirror because it, that it probably is the best deck if he's got some different way to play it than i'm playing then you've got you know chapin's deck with no counters lots of removal so as the hawks and then you got what i like to run and that's no hawks and i'm playing Mirror four mirror Crusader. crusaders nice. four stone forges and you got to get some other creatures in there i've got a couple spell skates and a couple metamorphs right and this deck it, it changes a lot i've tried it with the hawks but i really like it better without them well the, here's what uh, uh a conventional line of play that I've seen happen a lot when you get your aggressive draw with Cobblade is that you turn to a Stone Forge, you turn three uh, Stone uh, or, uh, Hawk. Uh, Hawk, and then you turn four. Yeah. Imagine put, that as put a put mirror play, equip and swing. Exactly. So and basically, what you're doing is giving up your spell pierce mana so that you can just play out your three yeah. drops. What are you going to spell pierce exactly. anyway? That matters. Exactly. And, and uh, it's just how many games are you casting multiple Hawks in the mirror? Not that many. Right. Uh, you know, I miss Hawks against, like, blue-black, against, you know, vampires or something, so I could have a full hand to hit with my sword. But I don't miss them in the mirror at all. Right. It's mostly that it's the secret best card against everything that's not the mirror. Like, I don't know. <laughs> against I, I, other people, like, they're going to end up spending removal spells one-for-one one style on your Hawks, and then they just multiply. So, well, I, I mean, a lot of decks have issues that way. Since Since the new set came out on Moto, I haven't been playing Hawks. And I've just been crushing it with the Mirror Crusaders. And I've made a lot, you know, a lot of other changes between numbers of, you know, Emiria Angels and Taxian Probes. And, uh, you know, I tried the Hawks and 
even more, I, you know, I can't remember them all. I was always tinkering and changing stuff. And the problem with that was I just kept winning no matter what I changed. Right. So I just kind of had to Couldn't pick, get a good idea. Yeah. You know, I good, mean, good. not like I'm never losing, but winning a large percent of the time. Right. You know, and then it's probably weaker players, this and that. But I'm not playing, you know, the tournament practice. I'm playing the dailies and this and that. Right. Playing actual things that cost tickets. So it's the best I can get on there. Right. And... I just really like the Crusaders, and I don't like the Hawks. Well, I really like the Crusaders. Um, it seems like a lot of builds now are running. It, it, I don't know what happened at what point in what tournament that people started running main deck dismembers in Cobblade. I started that before Rick's tournament. That's one thing I got right, I think, is I yeah, had two of those I mean, that, in the main deck and two in the side. I like deck. it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's great in the mirror. Um, it's great versus the combo deck. I mean, if that's still a deck, uh, yeah. you know. But there were a lot Mirror of Crusader blanks that card. That. Yeah, it's, and it, that that's huge. Like and, if you're expecting a lot of people to kind of kind of lean towards pro wisdom, like everyone running like X number of dismembers in the yeah, main deck. I mean, the Mirror Crusader would be a better. nightmare for Chapin's build. Yeah, because uh, he only has two mana leaks. I think uh, you know Edgar Flores, if he's playing a more controlling game, it wouldn't be that big a problem when he has, right. has access to four leaks and a lot of into the royals. Chapin had no into the royals. Well, Edgar's been doing just weird. Like every tournament, he shows with a weird different build. Like he's it's like. Been Okay, I'll drop Gideon. Recently, well, he was running Gideons, and then he dropped it, and then oh, he upped the counter spells. Like, he has no no red white sword in the main deck, which to me is the key to the Callblade matchup. So, I mean, I'm I'm just be really excited to get to watch him play a mirror because yeah. right. he's doing it completely the opposite of what I'm doing, and what right. I'm doing is working, and then what he's doing is working. Right. So, you know, I don't know, but. Well, his deck is running main deck condemns and ousts, right? No, no, no. No, he stopped that a while. He stopped ago. that. Okay, yeah, was that yeah. the last? Okay, he's playing eight counters. He's playing some number of dismembers. I think two. He's playing three into the royals. He's playing four jaces. And, and, and no, he's playing six jaces. So two baby. Yeah, four baby. Okay. And I mean, he's just doing like kind of what I tried to do at Richmond and just got my ass kicked, and and I couldn't win a mirror. Like I mean, a guy just played a turn three crusader, and I'm just. Oh my god! You know, and and I think maybe he that I was playing it wrong that I needed to be more trying to be the control deck in the mirror, right? And that might be what he's doing. Gotcha. But you know, when I'm just trying to play my threats and they're playing their threats, and I'm stuck with a bunch of counter spells in my hand because you've got stuff to do with your mana in that deck. You know? Right? It's if if you're not supposed to play the 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 crew, the guy on turn two, the Stoneforge on turn Stoneforge. two. You know, to keep your mana leak up, maybe that's it. But you know, I've, I've if heard... I'm just playing my guy, my guys, my game, and I'm just getting beat. You know, when I have those counter spells and those little jaces and stuff right. in my hand. I've heard from a, a couple of the uh, people between here and Maryland that uh, play Cobblade a lot, that play the do play the Hawks, but then in their post board games, they're two and three. They board out the Hawks in favor of just a kind of just a. A blue-white control deck, just like a, a reactive deck entirely, and they feel like they have a better game against decks with Hawks, because Hawk doesn't really matter a bunch when you're playing Wraths instead. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's something I haven't tried. I like I, if I had Hawks, I'd want to board them out too. Uh, but I'm still of the school that I just want to be the aggro deck, and you know, I don't think Hawks do a good job at that. You know, sometimes you do want a flyer, but if I'm playing a Hawkless deck, I. I at least now I'm not playing Amiria, but before I had Amiria's and I was playing the a couple Ink Moths, and uh, Those that seemed to work better. out just yeah. fine. 
but now I've even caught those, so it may it, I may miss a flyer, and I may need to come back. To some so, of those. so you've been you've been testing uh, Phyrexian Metamorph for a while, correct? Yeah, he's he's recently new. He's been doing well though. So yeah, I was gonna say, what, what are your what are your favorite interactions? I don't know. Just turning a turning into a sword, or their stone forge, or a sword, or you, would you rather turn them into a stone forge or a sword? Uh, you can't say that situation. I don't think I've ever had, you know. Just like one way or the other. <laughs> if I have that problem, I'm probably already doing You're just probably fine. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I don't know my favorite thing to do with them. It's whatever. It's just kind well, of a situation. That, that like card a, just does everything. Just a be all, just I like mean, a kind of ubiquitous it's, it's answer. It's really bad against, on, you know, on Moto where you're running against vampires and mono red, though. That card, not what you want to have. Right. Right. Because on turn three, he loses you two life. On a turn four, uh, he's just, probably a little too slow. You, you know, they might bolt your guy in response or something, too. And that, then, too. You, know, you don't want to clone a goblin guide or whatever. Right, right, so, right. So it's just, he's, he's a. Liability, honestly, in that match. Well, they they can't r- get rid of your batter skull in response, right? Well, sometimes I, they can. Again, if I've got a batter skull out already and I have a clone in my hand, I, that, you're I, probably I, just I, fine. When you so clone, matter. when you clone a living weapon, do you get the token? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. get all come into play effects. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I do actually, and really you like can it. always bounce it and clone something else later. True that. You know. That's why end of the world's good. <laughs> Not really. I'm sorry I've been so quiet. I, just, I no, don't have, I don't I have anything to say about this deck. It's just really good. So what else? Why we brought Kyle? I'm because tired like, of like it. I mean, he pointed I out like many you guys deck. are playing like Cobblade, and it's just like well, basically it just came down to like I, I like beating conventional wisdom. Like I, I just I've always wanted to just beat it. You know, just be like everyone who kind of just kind of caves to the best deck, and it's just like I just want to be like you can beat the best deck. Like like I'm an idiot, and like I make. You know, I just make it, bring a deck to a tournament, and like just you know, do my game, and it's like, oh, you're beating the best deck. And I was like, well, you know, it's because I just built a deck that beats the best deck. Like or anyone tries, can do it, or, or all you have to do is look it. the best deck and see what its weaknesses are, and just capitalize on aims it. For it. Kinda, yeah. yeah. When I play a Callblade Mirror, I try to be aggressive. Uh, you know, I I don't want to, I want to be the aggressor in the matchup, I guess. Right. And uh, I, I've been winning that way. You know, maybe there's better ways to play it. You know, with different builds but with the build i have you you have to try to be the aggressor right and you know well, two two double strikers are usually better on yeah offense. I, I, <laughs> I i play only three mana leaks I, I like i like a counter light version no matter what and well i really like, like this one of those cards like people are just kind of like for like ever since it got reprinted it's just like oh yeah like when it first got reprinted everyone's like four of and then like the month later they're like oh, it's not really I that think good it depends let's play on two the of game. Yeah, exactly. Right. It depends on the metagame. It depends on what you're playing, too. Like, you know, like you're saying, aggro versus yeah, control. I, honestly, I play my Callblade deck a lot like I would play that Boros deck. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get quality guy out there and equip it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm lucky enough to get a good opportunity to play Jace, then I do it. But I don't ever, like, aim for play. it as game Yeah, plan. that's not, not really not my game, game plan. And, and, and Jace is you just there, and if he shows up, because before when I had six Jaces and all those counters, and I, I would get the Jace out, and it just wouldn't matter. I would just they'd hit me with a sword or something, and the baby Jace just was a joke. He what, did nothing. What's really funny to me right now is that I have three people in front of me, and one of them sitting across from me is an advocate of banning Jace because Callblade, as it is, is the best deck. I have a person to my left who says that the aggro version of Callblade is. Winning him a ton of games, and to my right, I have the the guy who, before the rotation, was playing blue-white control, like super control deck, and was beating the crap out of Callblade. Yeah, and so he, like, he may still be able to do that, I don't know. And the thing is, like, 
how do we feel about Callblade as it is right now, and why is it really the best deck? How does how can it really be the best deck? Is it? I think it's just the quality of players. Everyone feels like they're playing. Everyone who is one of the best players in the area, or one of the best players that plays in the Star City Open series, continues to play this deck because it is very consistent. And as you were saying earlier, very consistent, so it it can do the same thing every game. If you know how to play around your opponents with a fish kind of deck, then you might be able to get there. But it seems to me like it is. On some level, just the laziness of people in a format where they say, "Okay, well, this deck is the best deck, and so just I'm just gonna up. I'm gonna learn how to play that deck really well." It's not just because you know they're lazy, but because it there is some kernel of truth to this. Like, yeah, well, it as it is actually a very powerful deck. The results bear that out. They're able to win games with it. If it was just a cool deck that a lot of people said, "Wow, it's a really cool deck. I'm going to learn how to play it." They learn how to play it, and then it doesn't do well. I think the clerics deck that Conley Woods put out recently, a lot of people hopped on board. Yeah. Well, but like a lot of people hopped on board with that deck, and then realized, oh well, you know, like even you know people that try really hard and learn how to play a deck very well, they realize like, oh well, this deck actually isn't real. It's not consistent. It doesn't do the same things. Like I'm still losing games. Guess I should go back to what's winning. And you know, like it takes some people longer than others to figure out what's happening, and that is something to do with how often you play cards. But I think that for the most part, it's the fact that, you know, people, there there's not a lot of incentive to innovate. If you know that you're a better player, like, like Kyle, honestly, like, do you feel like you need to put all of your time into, like, Building a new deck and testing no, it and get, figuring out exactly well, like well, how again, to do all this stuff. Part of my OCD, like, like what's the part point? of my OCD? I don't have enough time exactly. to build a new deck because I'm going to want to perfect it. And and I I pretty much have to now with the internet take a deck that's already built and then fix it or innovate it. on it, uh, as they say. <laughs> but you're but, making like 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 you said like I every day, lot, every day you tweak changes. It. And, yeah. and when I see Patrick Chapin's deck. And when I see Edgar Flores' deck, I see two different decks. I right. don't see, oh, these are two Callblade decks. They have to play so differently. Right. That I mean, I just see them as, as well, two I, different decks. They have different so it's, sequences. Is part of it the problem different? that the internet classifies them? When you when, when I click on a top eight list and, sure. I, and I see that it just says, Blade, 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 Boros, Vampires, Blade, yeah, Blade. Yeah, sure. I'm like, oh, well, I don't need to click on all these different Blade decks. What could they possibly be doing that's different? I mean, I don't even I don't even know how many cards are different. I, I guess maybe ten different cards. And, that's a ton. And those two decks. Oh, they're going to play completely different games, yeah. especially in the mirror. That's a third of the deck. Chapin's deck looks a lot like my deck after I sideboard. When I sideboard a Callblade Mirror, I take out my three Mana Leaks. Well, first what I put in, I put in three uh, three Divine Offerings. And two dismembers. I go up to four of those, and I go up to three divine offerings. That's what I have space for right now. And I always take out three mana leaks. And then, depending on the player draw... Was it Jace on the draw? I always usually take a Jace out on the draw, especially if they're playing a sword-heavy... You know, if I can tell what their game plan is against, like, an Edgar's deck or something, I mean, I may take a Jace out for a different reason, because I'm never going to land it. Right. Right. I might want to take all four of them out against him. I don't even know. Uh... But, you know, when I sideboard my deck, I, I try to just have answers for their guys. You know, I want four dismember. Mm-hmm. I like three into the Royal and three Divine Offering. And I want my guys, my Stone Forges and my Mirror Crusaders and my two clone guys. And the rest of the deck doesn't really matter that much. You know, if, if Jace is in there still, fine. He might show up and, and, and be good some of the time. On <laughs> he the might play, kill his. <laughs> on the play, he's great, but, you know... On the draw, it's tough to get him to do anything if they're also getting the sword and 
especially if they have a hawk or something. You know, it's it's taking up time to do that. But when I take time to play Jace, they just kill it. Right. I mean, yeah, I got a use out of it. And and against a lot of decks, like I love Jace against vampires because they're not an all out aggression deck. They're more of a you know, it's more of a. Um, attrition based game uh, yeah so you know I, I i don't mind at all playing a jace brainstorming and then you know bolting it i still got a brainstorm probably have a shuffle effect sure i take right. three and when that attack back is, or whatever yeah it's yeah. huge but like, in the cobway that that, they're hitting for such big chunks of damage and it's such tempo and everything that you know those three cards when you lose a cobblade match you're usually not losing it with no cards in your hand because they have one more threat than you. You're losing it because you just got, you know, locked <laughs> Smash. Out. You know, locked out, yeah. Yeah, you know, if you could play all your cards, you'd be right back in the game, you know. Right. It's it's one of those matches. It's also one of the reasons why a lot of decks can't compete with that deck. I, I hate to bring it back to that, but, like, a lot of decks can't compete there because, like, you get to your you get yourself into a situation where, like, oh, I'm doing good against Cobblade. Like, things are, things are looking up, and then you're like, oh, no, Cobblade... True, there's Stoneforge Mystic, and now you're losing. But there's again. a lot of things you can do. And like there's that yeah, deck that, ran, that dropped Stoneforge Mystic well, or dropped a Squadron Hawks, and they're like, okay, I'll play I mean, X main deck. If you're playing because that, to, that steals tempo, and then, then you have to right. kill the Stoneforge yeah. and kill the artifacts. Right. You know, you can have that plan, but you don't want to have that plan in a control deck. You want to have that plan in an aggressive deck, like right. a Vampire's deck, where you're attacking and you don't give them all day to draw a second. Again, one, as the guy I mean? who plays blue black control, I I yeah, played the it, I played the best version of a deck that was also an unplayable archetype. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it just It's tough you know, in that, you know, that's it's the tough it's a tough match playing blue black control. Day. What am I supposed to do, you know? <laughs> like they I, always have time I to draw their I just try to win the tempo war basically in that mirror and that's that's how I play it and I mean, that's how the deck should be played. Well, Edgar has a completely and he is very successful, so Try to figure I mean, it how out. can you just cast your guys? You know, you're casting well, your Hawk or your Stoneforge, and I would, you still have eight counter spells and these baby oh, Jaces and stuff. How are you doing I would love to bring this back sword? around to like 20 minutes ago in the podcast, and I would <laughs> I would completely have another argument, but it's just going to derail us. So I'm going to leave it. I mean, I'm isn't about Black Green Sword the, <laughs> just, the epitome of tempo, though? Oh, that's another thing. I board, I always board out my Black Green Sword in the mirror. I board right. out the three mana leaks, the Black Green Sword, and then, you know something else just so are you, how sure are you that he doesn't just plan to win his game out of his board for Callblade? i mean the counter spells aren't good against anything else <laughs> fair enough i mean what i don't know i, I mean what do you want four spell pierces against like, I, i'm just it's not Callblade or something i i don't i mean he must have just have a different way of playing the matchup that's what i want to see and, yeah, and i'm not knocking him for that at all you know <laughs> i'm gonna figure it out it's yeah. working Whatever um, it is, it's working. I just can't imagine he's just casting his threats every turn right. and has a fistful of counter spells that, that end up never doing anything. Unless he's just playing against a bunch of idiots. You know, that's, <laughs> well, that's that a fair statement. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, so we're going to we're gonna take what D-Sale said just a second ago before and uh, talk about how his blue-black deck uh, would be the best deck if it could it. capitalize on the fact that it does what it does on turns one and two. But then just sits there and watches his opponent play until turn six. Um, okay. so, is this our crowdsource deck? Yeah, this is this is a uh, this is oh, based boy. on our crowdsource deck, based on things that we talked about, based on things that we got on the Facebook feedback. So Chris Burroughs tested with this a lot, and all I heard while while I was preparing show notes and things, Chris Burroughs was like throwing his hands up in disgust, saying, "This deck's unplayable. I can't understand yeah, it." I think you guys <laughs> got one game. <laughs> no, okay. So <laughs> last night playing against uh, the field was. I was like, I don't know how I can lose a couple times. I was like, I don't know how I can lose. 
I, I, I could play this. I could literally play any card out of my hand, and I'd be fine. And blah blah blah. And I did end up losing some games, even though I misplayed horribly. And then against Cobblade, it just tanked. Absolutely tanked. Cool. To All me, right. sounds like you've done a really good, good job. Paper. So far. The right. opposite of what <laughs> right, we wanted to do. Okay. Doesn't look good on paper, and it didn't play well. I made I made a deck, a list, and I gave it to Chris Burrows and our buddy John Davis, and I was like, "Here, this is what I came up with for the the, the Scrubland, you know, deck." John Davis looked at it and he's like, oh, this is awful. And I was like, why is it awful? And he's like, oh, because it's blue light control and just you, you do all these things on turns one, two, and three, you know, to kind of disrupt them. And then you don't do anything as you watch your opponent play. And it's like, okay, cool. I, that's fair. And then they show me this piece of shit. Right. It's awful. It's absolutely <laughs> awful. They tweaked it to fit, but the, fit room for one cards, and Like, this is what Chris Burroughs and John Davis came up with. No, and I was like, this the, is hands down. Like, I would wipe my ass with this deck right, before I fucking play it. This is, but this is also the cards that you people know. told yeah, us to play. You got to remember, Facebook told us to play these they cards. They want to play Mana Acceleration oh. with one Mana Facebook right, said, first Facebook first all, said we got to do this. First of all, I don't like this many uh, like this many oracles. I don't like. I think Oracle's pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Oracle's pretty strong. I think the right number is one or two. Three is just awkward. I don't like the right like number. Three. I okay. Like Gross spasm in the deck? I don't really understand. Certainly not a one off. <laughs> uh, well, we were okay, so the, the argument for that was uh we there were was an argument for one growth spasm. Right. <laughs> I know, it was pretty bad. So the the argument we gotta was make room. <laughs> we the, Obviously you have one spot left. Come on. It was either yeah. it was either you play you play okay so 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 the way that I heard it from John Davis was you either play twelve acceleration spells or you play if you play one because you want you always want to have it even if they counterspell one and I don't I don't like that school of thought I told him to cut it and I don't know what we cut it for so I left it in because we were playtesting so that's your twelfth one. That was, that so was what the are you not? One. What are you only playing three of? Oracle. The Oracle. Oh, that's an acceleration. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um. Also, the disruption. I like. All right, I do like this. I do like the four inquisition and two Play devices. a bird or something. I do like this. Right. I don't even know. It's just um, <laughs> the removal package is. I don't. I don't mind the removal package all that much. Uh, basically, my my problem with this deck is the acceleration. The acceleration into big fatty. So it just feel like, like that. I just feel like we just be better off playing Valakut or playing like. Oh yeah. You know, rug. Okay. I don't like the acceleration into one mana discard spells. Okay. Exactly. So what you're saying is that we have four Jace the Mind Sculptors and a bunch of really terrible cards surrounding him. Well, Jace so and neat. Oracle. I'm really excited about playing it's, this deck. It's, it's Jace and Oracle. All these cards You've kind of tried to play a blue-green deck and a blue-black deck, and you didn't yeah. make a bug deck. Right. You just kind of like... Play discard and rant. So and Facebook, like, you geez. let us down. I'm, I'm telling so, you right no, now. No, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna retool it a little yeah, bit. We're gonna let kinda, yourself kinda down. Fix it one. as we should have been. Basically, my my whole school. Okay, I like Lotus Cobra a lot. Okay, he, but I feel like he's actually an aggressive card. Okay, he's a card that you want to play out and you want to play a big dude fast. Okay, I, I don't like Lotus Cobra in a deck that plays twelve creatures. Right. I don't like that. Right. I mean, maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I'm just missing it. I understand Lowe's Cobra can ramp into a turn three Titan. I get that. Okay. That's a god draw, and I don't think that that, that offers enough consist- consistency to make this deck what we want to do. Right. Okay. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe turn one Inquisition, turn two Lotus Cobra, turn three Lotus Cobra Titan is the nuts, but I don't see it. I just think Rug would be 
strictly better than this was. I I mean that's if what it, I'm thinking. Built yeah. the way it is, you know, if you yeah. took blue, black, green, or black, blue, green another way. So once again, guys, we're gonna put this up on the on the Facebook page. We're gonna we're gonna post well, exactly right. this. All right, I'm gonna post this deck list, and I'm gonna post my deck list, and I think my deck list is a lot better. Can't be much worse. <laughs> I mean, yeah. basically, it just drops all this acceleration stuff, and it just plays control cards. It gives you, it gives it more mid game control cards. Does like it have green in it? What, like is, what would the green be? Uh, the green is just for two naturalizes and two oh, okay, beast okay. okay, so it's like it's basically blue black controls right. with splashing green. Now, my my first impression of the Casby list was that he was trying to play blue white in the colors blue black and green because green took over what white traditionally has done. Right, Which but there was is, no wrath. There was no wrath. When there was were, wrath. There was two wraths. There, there, there was a life's finale, and there was a black sun zenith. You were okay. So you both were, of them, which are value more than themselves. Nature's or, claim is is going to be better than natural. I think you're right. I think yes. you're right. Once we talk about, I don't it, really like true. beast with them myself. But, but okay, so I could just be wrong. The that. traditional wrath thing that you were trying to do with your blue white deck that was Venser is the ice manipulator wrath deck where. You have to you tack down a bunch of their dudes, which makes them overextend, which makes your wraths more effective. Right. Yeah. Well, your wraths come down on turn six now. It's a lot different. It is absolutely right. But we're playing so much more disruption, so we don't have to wrath right away. Also, there's not that many decks that have multiple multiple creatures out at the same time. Right. Exactly. Like basically, basically the deck that I built was was a concession to okay, we want to beat Cobblade and we want to beat Combo. And I feel like the, I mean, just on paper, the cards that I picked out felt like it did that. Like, I have two wraths in my Callblade sideboard, and I, I will board them in against, you know, goblins or mono red or vampires. Right. But I'm not all that excited. I'd rather them just be, you know, a condemn or something. Right. It's only like the, you know, white green or something that you really even need a wrath. Right. Blue, green, Awkwardly enough, now. they're kind of not that good against Benjamins. Right. So. So we'll 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 post up both deck lists, both deck lists, and you guys can kind of tear them both apart and tell us what you think about them. Please do. Um, so because they're not good, they're not good yet. No, not really. I'd sleep up my deck any day. I'd sleep up my deck tomorrow if we were playing at a five k. Let's do well, it. Cool. We're gonna we're gonna keep going. I'm gonna host, I'm gonna host a five k tomorrow. Done. Oh, really? Basically, no. any, anything I ever brew, I'll sleeve up. Eight man five k. Yep. What's the entry fee? Hang on. Well, hang on. Obviously, <laughs> well, you've already said you don't play to us much, so yeah. that's kind of what you have to do. If you brew, you got to just leave it up. Not yeah. To, I mean, I look at that. cards. I look. I I do a lot. I don't play test a whole lot, but I do a lot of study. Like I look yeah, at. Yeah. On, I look at deck lists. I, I kind of pour through deck lists like on a pretty constant basis, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I look at the cards, and I'm like, okay, well, this is the plays that I feel like would probably be the, the, right, the, right. the sequence of plays. Here's why I feel like there's a gap in their well, sequence of plays. I do a lot plays. of that, too. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, I feel like this card would be a perfect card to do right here in this gap in their sequence of plays. As a side note, I feel like that's a lot how a lot of people play right now. They stick to an argument, which is kind of relates back to the argument we were having earlier, is a lot of people know the archetypes that they like to play. They know the kind of cards they like to play in those archetypes. And then they're like, oh, you know what? We're just going to theorycraft. We're going to read all these articles. We're going to look at these tournament reports. and going to be like, oh, you know what? I think I can get in here. I don't think nearly enough people theory craft. I think nobody nobody's theory crafts. There. What was that a real statement just now? I yeah. can't believe that you just opened your mouth, let that come out, <laughs> and then thought it was a valid. Oh my statement. god! Are you serious? Have you ever listened to our podcast or looked at a top eight deck list? No, like, I, I absolutely feel like a lot of people feel like they can get in there, and that's a lot of that's where a lot of people fail and fall in the top sixteen or top thirty two. 
rather than ever making top eight because those aren't the people that kind of that those aren't the people that that make top eight. Those aren't the people that make top. Okay, eight. so you're saying that a lot of uh, the majority of people that are playing in a tournament are the people that are theory crafting and they are just like throwing it into the wind without any a whole lot of play testing and they're just doing it because they want to do it. Right. That's what most people at a tournament are. Yeah. Most people on the, at tournaments don't net deck. I don't think that's true. I think most people are just building even, whatever happened to top eight. You'll see a smattering gonna... you, at your next tournament. I guarantee you'll see a smattering of this rug deck, a smattering of this blue black shouty Yasaoka deck, a smattering of this Boros deck, and you'll see a whole shitload of Cobblade. And the people that pick those side decks up, and none are of those decks like, are innovating or doing anything interesting. A lot of those people that pick up those side decks are going to be like here. The, these that's that's a deck that I like to play. I played Rug all last season when our, Alex Bertoncini was playing it. Even though he's not playing it anymore, he's playing Dark Dark Blade. And you know what? I think I could change this and this about it. And they just throw it into the wind, and they're not. They may not make top thirty-two. Even they may not, may not even get it's there. Still a minority. A lot of people, people just theorycraft that way, and I feel like that's not the way to approach tournaments. And a lot of people do that. That's weird. Tell it to Jerry T. Jerry T. Play tests like it's his job. Which, in fact, for a no, while, no, I'm he saying said like he theory crafts. That's what he he bases everything that he does is on just basically what we just talked about, right? But he doesn't go blind into a tournament. He theory crafts and then tests. Okay, that's fair. I, there's a there's a fair number of people that I can't that, believe that, that, that you don't people, test. No, that don't that don't test and that are just jumping into a good, tournament. Good job, <laughs> good job, you guys trying to blow me out of the water yeah. here. Well, don't and then acting like donkeys when I actually back up my point. Hate you both. Die in a fire. Okay. <laughs> All right. So are we going to talk about this modern format? Is that is that something no, we're going to do? We ran, like, no, we, we ran out, out of time. No, we ran out of time. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, we, we had our friend Kyle Rose. Okay. We wanted to let him I don't know anything about that model. Format yeah, is exactly. still... Yeah, screw that. Uh, here, We're going to talk about it here, next week. No, here, I'll give you a 30-second update. Um, <laughs> Dragonstorm won the last week. It, there were about 70 players in that tournament. It was very well attended. We're recording this on Tuesday night, so unfortunately I wasn't able to, you know, to check, up on, check up on how things yeah. are right now. But... Um, uh, you guys keep telling me it's a fake made-up format, but like uh, I was getting tech me- text messages from a player that was randomly playtesting Living Death on Workstation when it wasn't a real format. Like they're they're doing like, like the, f- the fact that this format has people amped up in a way that they want to playtest for a format that doesn't exist means it might actually be a real format. Here. We're ob- you're talking about overextended, I believe. Uh, it doesn't right? Sure, but but it, I mean there are two different formats. But I, I don't feel like it's a joke. I, I feel like it's, it, we, we joke on it a little bit, but I don't feel like that it's a joke that it may actually become a format. One of the two. Look, I mean, like, these things, it's... It's been rumored for a while. It's actually a thing. And I actually kind remember, of like that people are going to get into it. I think it's a really... It's going to be good for Magic. It's going to be good for us. You remember when it was, like, Blu-ray versus HD DVD? And for a while, and like you know, people, Do you people were discs? yeah, like people were wow. super super upset for a little while because like you know somebody's gonna buy the HD DVDs and well, sorry bro, you spent a lot of money on cards. Guess but, what? I clowned yeah. them both. I didn't buy either. What? Oh, uh, you just want, okay? So you're just gonna wait it out and then you're Chris Casby's gonna. I'm waiting bu- for this whole DVD thing to blow over. I've got a lot of VHS <laughs> tips. You're gonna you're just gonna buy a PlayStation Three later oh. and be like, oh, nah. well, you know, gotcha. All my porn's on VHS. Oh. So that's uh, that's all I care about. I mean, Awkward. you have tracking issues. <laughs> yeah, you, you have tracking issues yet. Those things are starting to get pretty old. What? Yeah, I know. What's tracking? <laughs> what? Uh, really? Never mind. 
What? I thought it was supposed to have those squiggles all through the screen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, that's how I watched porn when I was a kid. <laughs> like, trying to decipher it through pay-per-view. Like, <laughs> nice. This is the restricted channel. <laughs> and then the cable company accidentally gives you free Disney for a like, week. What? And it's like, wait, whoa, wait, we activated the wrong channels. God, when I was yeah. eight years old, yep. to eight, eight years old yep. to like 15 years old, I, I loved, I loved the Cinemax free week. Aww. I was like... Two yep. in the morning, sneaking downstairs. Simpler, simpler times. Simpler times. <laughs> you know what I still get the thrill about? <laughs> Free Cinemax week. <laughs> <laughs> I am 31 years old, and I still get oh stoked on God. free cable. You guys, I'm sorry there's no beer of the week. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to continue doing this segment at this point. What? I don't know. We've taken two weeks off now. And That's just because we've been... All right. We, I, like, I, I was we, out of town. I literally just got we've back. We've all just been so, working our asses off lately. Yeah, so, like, true. the fact that we could actually cram in time to do a podcast, and on top of that, convince Kyle Rose to come out here at the ass crack of night to come What a guy. It's about 2 a.m. Right? Yeah. What a guy. wife texting me. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's every podcast for us, yeah. though. So, yeah, our know. wives text us constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, you gotta you got to put in the time and the effort to produce a quality podcast like this. Right. So. Um, guys, th- thanks for listening. Sorry about no beer of the week, but um, if you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, scrublandpodcast at gmail.com. And Scrubland you can Podcast. always hit us on the Facebook page, Scrubland Podcast. Look us up. Yeah. Um, we've been kind of, you know, neglecting that page a little bit, I'm sorry to say. But, you know. I'm working two jobs, right? Yeah, like, I mean, things things get a little bit Jeez. hectic. But, like, if you if you want to just leave us some Jeez. feedback, we really appreciate it. Um, Thanks, Kyle Rose, for coming out. And yeah. Chatting. Thanks yeah. for having me. Good guy. Yeah. yeah, like, it's, uh, I know. Magic's fun to play. It's fun to talk about. I know a lot of you guys <laughs> out there think that we're just retards, but we know good players. <laughs> okay. These guys can compete. <laughs> right. All they have to do is want to. All we have to do is sleeve up Cago. Or Cobbler, right? <laughs> we probably should at this point. Or Crusader. I'm Crusader a, Blade. Crusader now. Blade. I, think, I really that's think that's actually that, a much better I mean, name. That's, I think that's what I got it named on Moto. That's, that's Crusader a, is so much stronger. How, are you saying that we're not competitors? I have I have a playmat and a t-shirt that says I am a competitor. competitor. Oh, God. So... Uh, you just need to take that mess uh, back your home to your wife got, and child in Moda. Four pro tour shirts. So. <laughs> I lost all my shirts. Oh, no. so I got some no. nice trophies laser through. He just yeah, all, I, all I have are these things I have to dust. Okay, well, Kai, I mean, like, wh- where do you think that I got my shirts from? Just saying, like, I mean, okay. you Salvation yeah, Army. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, you got to recycle, reuse, and then reduce. And close the loop <laughs> on Moto. All right, guys, we're gonna see you guys next week. Save the trees. So. We're gonna let we're gonna let Kyle get out of here and get back to his wife who's screaming at him through his telephone. Goodbye, my friends. Have a good night.